1: of frustration
2: Silly mistakes
1: again Full of despair I don't even know if I'll have a club tomorrow From years of hurt disappointment and relegation It could be League 2 next season Bolton are down, Norwich are down Two British football fans have had enough Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Get him! Pride. Been a joy to watch. Passion. Nanny! In search of silverware.
2: MLS Cup champions, baby! And they found... ATL. Orlando!
1: Major League Soccer.
2: Welcome along to Season 3, Episode 1 of the MLS UK Show. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Harry Hewitt. Loads to talk about, as always, some very high-profile transfers, including Julian Gressel and, of course, Shikarito. We'll be chatting to David from LA Is Our House later in the podcast.
1: This is the MLS UK Show.
2: The MLS UK Show with Lucid FC. A distinctively modern, casual fashion label... Take a look at lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk and see why celebrities love the look. This season's current line is called What's Your f Club? Which is your F? Football, fashion or film? If it's football, you're in the right place. Film, the MLS UK show podcast, is now available to watch on YouTube. But fashion... It's always lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk.
3: Well, this is new. Yes, brand new for 2020. We're not only starting to film our podcast. Hello, if you're watching this on YouTube, but we've got a brand new sponsor as well.
2: Like your jumper, mate.
3: Thanks. It's uh, one of the Lucid FC range, but we'll tell you more about that later on.
2: Oh, I I like your hoodie, mate. Oh, thanks. It's uh, from the uh, Lucid FC range. (laughs)
3: It's good having a sponsor,
2: isn't it? (laughs) I love this. Uh, Right, shall we do it? Yes, go. Let's go.
1: Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS
3: UK Show. This is going to be difficult this year. I've just said yes, go, right? Now, normally, when we were just recording the audio, I could edit that out and it was fine. (laughs) Now, with the video, it becomes a lot harder, so... uh, Warts and all. Yes, Uh, Welcome back to 2020. Elliot, how's your 2020 been so far?
2: 2020's been good. It's been so, so busy working on loads and loads of new projects alongside MLS UK show. So um, forgive the bags under the eyes. But um, I'm just excited. I'm at that point now where it was nice to have a little break, I'll be honest, because MLS has become work in the Mm. last few years. So it's been nice to have that break. And I apologise for saying that. Um, But I'm ready now. I'm ready, I'm seeing transfers um doing all my updates and uh i'm just, I'm just ready I'm seeing looking through the fixture list thinking oh, I could potentially uh, potentially fly out for that one like it, it just gets you i'm like i'm just I'm ready for it now uh
3: you know what I've had a nightmare, actually, go on, come to think of it uh do you remember last year of course, I went to watch Orlando yeah first ever m l s game we arranged a holiday so that I was definitely watching an Orlando match this year in October. I am going back to the states,
2: right. I don't know about
3: this. Well, we've got um, so as you know, Poppy, who does the kit reviews, she'll be back in a few episodes doing them. Uh, she is a makeup artist, a TV one. Yeah. So her mum has got a, a pen friend who I think she lived in the Netherlands or wherever. Right. For years ago, and now she lives in the US. So her daughter is getting married. So uh, Poppy and her mum are going out to do her makeup for the wedding. And it's <laughs> what? Yeah. So I, me, and uh, Poppy's dad are like, all right, we'll go as well. We'll have a holiday. However, it falls, because it's near D.C., so they were like, oh, well, we can travel around and we can end up in D.C. I was like, brilliant, I'll go watch D.C. No, no, they're away. Uh The week before, they said, oh, well, we can start in Atlanta. I was like, brilliant, they're away. (laughs) So everything's falling. Even Nashville are away at the time as well, so everything's falling, so I don't know whether I'll be able to see an MLS game, but I will be able to go to Atlanta Stadium. so... I'd rather go watch a match, but it's okay. I guess they visit the
2: stadium. I I can sympathise because um, I think I've been to Orlando twice where I've booked my... Obviously, you have to book it so far in advance. You can't be waiting for the fixture to come out. And you just think, well, I'm there for like two weeks, 16, 17 days. Like, there's going to be a game. Twice I've been and I've seen nothing. Um, So I can sympathise, but it's probably best that you just stick to going to Orlando. (laughs) Probably for the best. Well, this year's
3: the year of your your marriage, isn't it? So have you sorted out? Because your honeymoon, did you want to
2: go to the states, but you, your missus has been like, no, nah, let's go. No, I'll be honest. It was actually me. Right. I, I um, uh, we we're getting married on uh, May the twenty third. Um, you're aware of that because you're the usher, usher. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're thinking about honeymoon, and we were really tempted to do like a fly drive, so fly into uh, California, LAX. Um get a car, drive all around. Um obviously I'm thinking do as many football stadiums and get MLS games as I can. Um but I just we always go to America and like I can go to America for the rest of my life, um, especially with work. Like I'm gonna be going out loads over the next couple of years, which I'm really excited for. And I just thought we should do something different for our honeymoon. Like I need to need to just step away. Um and I knew if I went to an MLS game on my honeymoon, I would never hear the end of it. For as long as we're married, I would never hear the end of it. Um, So we're going to Mauritius instead. Um, So um, we'll put a little button up now on YouTube. Um, Click to subscribe to the uh, Mauritius UK show. (laughs) Uh, well, what would
3: that even be about? It'd be like, oh, well, it's, it's beautiful this time of year and you can go stay here and stay here. Yeah. Uh, no football was given. Yeah. No. Uh, right, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for joining us. If you want to listen back to any episode from the previous season, then feel free. But regular listeners to this podcast will know that we start every episode with the game with the changing name.
2: Yes. Now, uh, I should explain. The game with the changing name Got its name because uh, we couldn't think of one, and then it changed for the first few podcasts. It changed every week, and now it's just the game with the changing name. Um, Essentially, it's where I think of a player who has played in the UK and in MLS, uh, give you a few clues as to uh, who it is by their career path, mainly on Wikipedia, and uh, you have to guess who it is, and you have to guess who it is as well. Are you ready for the first... Player on the game with a changing name for 2020.
3: Yes, it's not Michael Mancien, is it? Because he has come up four times um, in two years. One sec.
2: Michael Mancien. Ah, yeah, so I scribble him off.
3: All no, right, go, go to your second option. All
2: right. Um, okay. Started their career in 2008 at Fortuna Sittard in Holland. Big team. Okay, so Dutch team Fortuna. Um, in 2010, moved to Fulham. Okay. They then made 66 appearances for Ajax, including some in the Champions League. Right. And they remained in Holland until 2017 when they moved to MLS. Oh. They've scored 22 MLS goals, but who are they? Are they Dutch? Hang fire. (laughs) It doesn't even know. Why do you ask such difficult questions? Hey, Henry, ask me again. Is he Dutch? Henry, he
3: is Dutch. Oh, okay. I knew that. Right. I am struggling with this one. I've got to admit, I'm sure, you know, because it's pre-season, so my MLS, it's, it's all...
2: I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit As rusty. As you can see. Yeah. Um, show, show you working. What are you thinking? When I said when I said Holland, did anything spring to mind? When I said nope. Fulham, any players? Nope. I I remember the Fulham days of Brian McBride. You didn't think sort of like oh Lewis Boermores. Oh no, he
3: didn't play in MLS. I thought Edwin Van der Sar, but I was like, well no, because he played for He'd have been a great sign. <laughs> yeah, and he never played in MLS. Uh so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. i if... I'm not a you know, I'm not a fan of Fulham. I couldn't tell you <laughs> plays from now. Uh if you think you know, here we go. This is for the first time we're saying this. You can tweet us at MLS UK show. Remember, we know where you're up to in the podcast. Oh, yeah. Don't know how, but we do know. So if you're cheating and go to the end just to hear who it is, we will know. Or you can put it in the comments on YouTube, oh, which oh. are down here. Yes. First time we've
2: said that. Uh, so game with a change your name. Who? What was his career path again? Uh, so, he started his career with uh, Fortuna Sittard in Holland in 2008. Uh, he moved to Fulham in 2010. They were in the Premier League at the time. Uh, he made 66 appearances for Ajax, including Champions League. Uh, and he remained in Holland until 2017 when he moved to MLS. And he's scored 22 goals so far in MLS.
3: Wow. Okay, let us know if you think you know.
2: Do you want another clue? Yes, Please. Plays in California. Right, okay. I
3: love
1: I a thing. can see
2: the cogs going. I love a thing. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Now, I want to talk signings. Obviously, this is the time of year where we get really, really excited because teams get linked with all these big players, uh, all these rumours, um, players moving from one MLS club to another for Tam and Gam and Wham, Bam, thank you, Ham. Um, but there's been two... Fairly high-profile transfers that we need to talk about. First of all, of course, uh, is Shikorito to LA Galaxy. Now, we're going to catch up with David from LA As Our House a little bit later on in the podcast. That's right. So I want to focus on Julian Gressel right now okay? because I have uh, Atlanta's finest right here. He's never been. Uh, Henry Hewitt. Now, talk to me about Julian Gressel. Talk to me from the heart. Forget Mm. the stats. Forget all the details of the transfer. Talk to me about Julian Gressel.
3: Julian Gressel,
2: you know, <laughs> you know what?
3: When it was announced, mm-hmm. I was disappointed. But you always trust with Atlanta that they've got a plan. So am I concerned? No, I I did like him. I you know he's a good player. He managed to shine in a team that had Martinez in it, uh, Almeron the season before. You know, uh, the other Martinez, pity Martinez. So he managed to shine, uh, and he was kind of like the. He'd do the, the he'd do the donkey work as they say. Mm. You know, he was the man who would. Uh, he isn't the star player, but he would do the work, get get a few goals and uh, a few you know assists. And he, I really liked him. I think he'll do really well for DC. I think he's exactly what they need. But like I said, it's Atlanta United. There is a plan there somewhere, even if it's a seventeen-year-old Paraguayan or a twenty-one-year-old um colombian they've got a plan somewhere so we'll see
2: yeah even i know better than to to write them off having having lost gressel uh, and of course nagby as well um i gressel's a um mls cup winner with atlanta open cup winner campeones cup winner um three seasons with atlanta 2017 33 appearances five goals nine assists Right, straight in, makes Not an impression. Not bad. Um bad. 2018, 38 appearances, four goals, 13 assists. Um, and of course, last season, 36 appearances, eight goals and 12 assists. It's a huge season. It's no wonder someone was interested in picking him up. Why has this happened though? If Atlanta are the big team, which even I know they are, why are they allowing somebody who's got them eight goals, 12 assists in the last season to go to DC United? I don't know because that is
3: a that's a lot of goals there that they've just given to well they've not given they've got some at back but they they've practically given to a rival mm. team DC okay they are in a bit of a transitional period but signing Gressel is a great signing for them so I don't know but as I said there's a plan somewhere you always trust with Atlanta This could lead to them starting slow again and then we'll see them progress throughout the season. Of course, Champions League as well. I'm a bit surprised because with the Champions League, you want a big squad. You want to be able to swap players when it goes back to MLS to then Champions League. You're flying out to Mexico or you're flying even further and you just want to uh, have those players available. Gressel would have been a great player to have coming off the bench, if not starting... He's not there now. So I'm really intrigued. I'm a bit nervous, as I'm sure every Atlanta fan is. Mm. You always have that element of nerves about it. But they'll do something. Come on, it's Atlanta.
2: I think because Atlanta do play with just that, typically that one up front. I know it's part of a a wider attack, which is pretty, pretty ferocious. But it is just Martinez essentially uh, playing, playing on his own up top those goals do have to come from other areas so with the likes of Gressel whoever now fills that spot presumably on the wing has has got a lot to live up to they they Mm. need more goals than just the ones that that Martinez brings even if he hits over 20 they'll still need more um from a DC perspective what does Julian Gressel bring to DC like having watched Atlanta week in week out are you thinking DC are going to be a force now um, as I
3: said, it's transitional period for him. So yes, they can be a force, but you've got to look at the players they've lost. And Gressel coming in is he's, he's more for me in the sort of Asada Acosta kind of mould. Mm. So he will fit in. Uh, you know, he will, I think he will fit in well with DC. I don't see him going and just not doing anything, as we've seen with like uh, Miram had a good season then left and didn't do anything Mm. um, after he left Columbus. Same with Sasha Klashen. I know there's a theme there with going to Orlando. However, uh, they were good players and they've gone and just not replicated it. I think Julian Gressel will. And as an Atlanta fan, I hope that I'm not stood here in nine months' time really regretting letting Gressel go. But as a Gressel fan, I hope he does
2: well. Good luck. Just mark that down. We're less than 20 minutes in. (laughs) I've said Atlanta United are a big club. They yeah. are. Yeah, I'm rising above it. You know, I don't I don't want to carry all this negativity into season three. He's getting the digs in about Orlando already.
3: Uh, it's just because I know uh, the Orlando win's coming at some point. It's, it'll probably be this year, but we've been saying that for three years. I can't wait for the first GI. Right, we're going to speak to David from LA is our house very soon, but let's talk about the Chikorito deal. Uh, he's finally moved. Um, we caught up with David about, two weeks ago, I think mm. now. At the time, there was a bit of a snag in the deal. It looked like it might not go through. Of course, what were we, what were we worrying about? Easy for me to say. Um, he's going to be a star, isn't he?
2: Shigarito is a, a guy with Premier League experience. If you think about the, the hype that Zlatan brought to, to LA, he came from the Premier League, from from Manchester United, and it was huge. It was it's Zlatan. He's won everything. He's played everywhere. Shikarito's not won everything, but he was a very successful player in the Premier League. He's a very different player to Zlatan, not just in stature, of course. Um, but he's going to get goals. We know he's slightly different to, to Carlos Veya, but Chikorito what he just he's in the right place at the right time um and I, I i know that from from no scouting just purely from from watching him play for manchester united of course west ham united as well he can he can be in the right place at the right time and if the ball does just ping to him he's got that instinct he can find the net he knows exactly where the net is and th- this is going to be a totally different signing to zlatan but i expect it to have a bigger impact mm. Carlos Vela had a pretty big impact.
3: It's safe to say signing <laughs> for LAFC. Um, Chicharito, can he have a similar
2: impact? I know it's classic headlines and the way that, or almost the way that MLS want it to pan out. Mm. But it is going to be LA v LA. It is going to be Vela versus Hernandez. It, it is because they're both goal scorers. And can we just talk about Carlos Vela's hair, by the way? Like, I knew that he was clearly growing it out, and it, at the end of last season, it was starting to look a bit ridiculous. I'm like, mate, it's so thick. Like, what are you doing? Now he's got it all tied up in the old man bun. It's
3: luxurious. Ready
2: for season three. It's means like, business.
3: It's, it's, it's like he's aiming for a shampoo commercial. <laughs> That's how good it is. Let's chat to David now from LA Is Our House, an LA Galaxy uh, podcast. We spoke to him, as I've said, for a third time now, two weeks ago. Things that have changed in that time, you can see behind Elliot, we've now got the screens on. And now I've had a haircut and a bit of a shave. Here's what happened. The MLS UK Show. Welcome to the MLS UK Show. It's time to talk LA Galaxy now, and I'm delighted to say joining us from LA is our house. is David, right from a McDonald's parking lot.
0: <laughs> yes, gentlemen, the glorious Southern California McDonald's parking lot. How are you guys doing? We're good,
3: thank you. So uh, it's afternoon here. I'm, sh- I'm assuming it's morning. Uh, in.
2: I can do this Go because on. I got a new watch the other day and I added the uh west coast and east coast watch faces so that i always know so david is it half past eight in the morning
3: it is yes Yes. so go on what 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 are you are you just there to talk to us are you having breakfast what you having what you eating
0: uh no i dropped the kids off for uh for school and now i'm headed to work to my to my regular day job and, uh, and I stopped at a McDonald's parking lot because I felt like that was the most American thing that I could
3: do. <laughs> yeah, we're speaking to you from Buckingham Palace. so yeah. uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> David, just quickly, by the way, um, in my many trips to America I've learned your McDonald's are so much better than ours..
0: Are they?
2: Yeah. like you if you have a chocolate milkshake in McDonald's in America, it comes with cream and a cherry on top. Ours are just like dumped in a random cup and they're like, there you go, they just chuck it at you.
0: (laughs) I don't know what McDonald's you've been to, but to us it's it's just dumped in a regular cup and thrown at us. (laughs) Perhaps I got very lucky with this
2: this particular McDonald's.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh right,
3: so we, we're not here to talk about Donald's, we're here to talk uh, LA Galaxy. Uh David, when we got you to uh, ask you to come on to the show, we were like, we can talk about Chikorito, that signing would have been done. I believe is a bit of a snag, what's what's the update with that?
0: Uh, the update is that the galaxy expected to get done, but there are a couple of details that are still missing. So um as far as we know right now, things that we've heard, that Chicharito is probably not going to make as much as on. It was first reported that he was going to be the highest ever play, paid player in MLS, but it, it appears that he's going to probably come in at around $5.5 uh, per year. Um, this is, aside from the, the transfer fee, the Galaxy is going to have to pay to Sevilla. But it, it, it looks like right now it's just minor details. Uh, all of the, the Galaxy front office and PR people were on a plane on their way to Spain, as of yesterday, and uh, as uh, our good friend from the Riot Squadcast, Chris Tucker, uh, says, they, those people don't get on a plane for nothing.
2: So true. And and David, when you first heard about these rumours, um, is this something that you've you've wanted done for many years, or did you hear the rumours and you were like, oh, Chicharito, that would be amazing?
0: Chicharito Hernandez. So I'm a U.S. men's national team fan, as are, are my co-hosts. So Chicharito Hernandez is one of those players who we have loathed in the past. Um, when we first heard the rumor, it was very much, that the, the gut reaction was very much like, oh, here we go, we're pandering to the Mexico fans. Uh, once again, the Galaxy have done this for, for years and years and years with Luis Hernandez, with Gio Dos Santos, with Carlos Amorcio in, in the past. Now that we've sort of come to terms with this happening, I think he's going to be a really, really exciting and really good player for the Galaxy, because one of the things that we were missing last year were a mobile striker. You know, Zlatan, as incredible as he was, he's not a mobile guy. He wasn't a mobile guy. He missed a lot of chances because he simply wouldn't move all that much. You know, you get the ball to Zlatan or you don't. Uh, with a guy like Hernandez, he's going to go find the ball. You put the ball in the air, he will find it. He's He doesn't have Cristiano Ronaldo's jumping ability, but he just has a nose for where to find the ball and how to put it in the back of the net.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think only, what, a kangaroo is Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, (laughs) jumping ability. Um, So, are you saying then that, because as as superstar as Latan was and as exciting as he was for us observing the league, uh, is Hernandez really what you need, a bit more of a team player?
0: Yeah, for everything that we've heard, he's not really, he doesn't have this big ego. Uh, He's very much a hard worker. He's a professional. Uh, His English is phenomenal. I've been watching his vlog on youtube called naked humans that's fantastic uh he he and his friends and his wife go on all these adventures together and they they vlog it it's very entertaining uh and i I think a lot of that has has brought me around to him but uh, ultimately he's gonna excite the fan base he's uh, he's going to score goals because uh, the way the galaxy play is is suited for his style of play
2: David, uh, give me an honest answer. If you can step away from from your galaxy hat, if you could be a neutral for a second in uh, LA, Veya or Chicharito?
0: Ooh, it's it's hard for me to say because I don't know how Chicharito plays for the Galaxy. I want to see a kiss the crest moment, but I would still probably pit Vela as the more rounded player. He's a guy who can create his own plays, he can, he can combine, he makes his own shot, uh, he can pull something out of nowhere. So he's definitely the more creative. Chicharito requires a little bit more of a, a system to work, but we'll, we'll have to see. That first El Trafago is going to be pretty nuts.
2: I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think, I think you're spot on. Um, Veya more of an all-rounder. But Shikorito, talk to me about the service that he's going to get. Talk to me about the, the front line that's going to be around him that can make him work and can potentially get him more goals than Veya on the other side of the city.
0: I think one of the most underrated pickups that the Galaxy made this year was Sasha Question. Uh, Sasha Question is a guy who knows how to lead a defensive line. He knows how to get balls in between defenders to the forwards. He's really, really good at finding that deep ball. Um, You have Christian Pavone on one side. You have Alexander Katai on the other, who both like to shoot. And in in shooting, they'll probably create rebounds for Chicharito. Uh, You have probably the best midfielder in MLS right now, Jonathan Dos Santos, behind him, paired with Joe Corona and Sebastian Legette. I think that midfield triangle is going to go a long way into making things happen for Chicharito.
3: Yeah, well, we've got Elliot here, obviously an Orlando fan who you uh, comments about Sasha Kleshton. didn't quite yeah. he didn't quite see that at Orlando. <laughs> so let's
2: hope he can bring his Red Bulls form. I'm on board with with the Pavone with Kitai. Um I, I, I feel it. Kleshton, he did not deliver for Orlando yeah. and uh, I really like the guy, he's a really likable guy. I know he's heading back home so I really hope it works out genuinely. But um whatever he did at Red Bulls, he just was not able to replicate. I don't know I don't know what it is and a lot of critics of Orlando, the team are saying that well it's it's the players around him. i mean, it's not. If he's good at creating assists, he can create assists. So I really want to see him return to form. But you're, you're spot on with what you're saying because in informed question, you know, feeding to, to the wings when you've got Katai, when you've got Pavon, like this could be so, so dangerous, couldn't it?
0: Yes. And I, and, and with question, I don't think he's going to be the guy the way he was required to be the guy with Orlando. I think he comes in as a super sad yeah. type of role or like the guy that's going to pick up the minutes that the that starters aren't going to get, you know. So I think, having that role is going to be a little bit more... He's going to have more freedom to kind of do his thing uh, and, and probably find his Red Bulls for him. Uh,
3: so is that what you needed then? Because, I mean, just to uh, bring in everyone on a, a bit of a story, we, the, you were lined up to be one of our guests before the conference finals last season, and then yes. obviously LA Galaxy didn't win, so we had to say, oh, well, we'll speak to you next season. These signings... Cause Really, like you look at Acosta, you look at question um, You know, you look at Kitai. They're MLS players, so is this what you need? Just a bit of an MLS experience?
0: I think that's going to go a long way because they understand what the the rigors of MLS are. Uh, the other thing that we're still missing, I think, is is another solid defender. Right now, we're kind of thin on that back line. Um, it would be nice to pick up another guy who can play at forward or at striker. Uh, in case Chicharito is tired or, or, you know, gets hurt. Um, I really do think that we're coming into a team that can be dangerous and can be contenders. I don't know what it's going to be like on the back half of the season. The nice thing is that we don't have a lot of midweek games. So there's a lot of games, but the travel in between those games are not that bad. We don't have any cross-country trips on a month when we have seven games in a row in a month so we'll have to wait and see I'm hopeful for this season more than
3: last year so of course last year um, it was the LAFC's uh, how can I put it LAFC's revenge that knocked LA Galaxy out uh, of MLS Cup uh, in the end but as a LA Galaxy fan because we see this rivalry that is uh, beginning to bubble between LAFC and LA Galaxy how sweet was it then to see that Seattle knocked LAFC out <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, a lot of it was very much, a lot of uh, LA Galaxy fans jumped on the fact that the players and the the coaching staff and pretty much everybody involved in, in the LAFC organization kind of were happy to just have beaten the Galaxy and knocked the Galaxy out of uh, contention for MLS Cup, and they were satisfied with that. And so that, to me, is the sort of mentality where your rivalry is a little bit more... Uh, it's a little more prioritized than actually winning a trophy. Uh, As you know, the, the supporter shield, there's no balanced schedule. So the supporter shield, of course, is not a true uh, determination of who's the best in the league. This year it'll be even less so because everybody doesn't play everybody this year. We have a very unbalanced schedule. We won't play two teams from the East coast. So um, we won't know sort of whoever wins the shield this year is going to be sort of, it'll be an also round kind of deal. Unfortunately
2: um, for, for LA Galaxy, I think it's Orlando that you don't get to play. So that's, that's a lot of points lost already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Orlando, Columbus and New England, I believe. Yeah, so uh, yeah. There's, there's
2: guaranteed points that you're missing out on there, really.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I want to talk to you about last season just briefly. Um, we mentioned the playoffs. It was progress from the season before where you just missed out. What's a realistic target this year? So was that acceptable progress in 2019? And where do we go for 2020?
0: Uh, as an LA Galaxy fan, every LA Galaxy fan always wants to be competing for MLS Cup, and they won't be happy until there's silverware in, in the cabinet. But I think that in in looking at the big picture, yes, last year was progress. I think this year they can be more dangerous. It's just a matter, for me, the progress is going to be, can we make it to the same point or beyond with a solid defense? Like, that's going to be the, the marker for us is how – much better is our defense going to be this year? Because we let in a lot of goals and we were behind coming from behind in a lot of games. I would rather win games 1-0 than have to come back from a three two, you know, for a three two victory.
3: Well, thanks for joining us, David. If you want to hear more from David and the guys at LA is our house, then you can uh, get on the Twitter. It is at LA is our house, or you can search them for your podcast provider because they do a podcast as well, which is LA is our house. Do you get that right?
0: That's right.
3: Simple. Uh, Thanks, David, for joining us. Best of luck for the season. And uh, despite not playing Orlando, we we do think that LA Galaxy will have a good season. So uh, best of luck.
0: Oh, thank you very much. I do hope that we beat Atlanta this year.
3: So do I. Uh, uh, That's that's enough from David. Now that's enough. Okay. We've got some technical difficulties.
1: (laughs) Elliot
2: Holman. Henry Hewitt. MLS UK Show. Thank you so much to David from LA is Our House for coming on the MLS UK Show and chatting all about Chicharito.
3: Yes, uh, since that interview, um, Chicharito has come out a video uh, that he's uh, well, he's described MLS as a bit of a retirement for him. Um, he's now explained the comments. I'll admit, when I first heard them, I was like, uh. We're trying to stop that talk, So yeah. Don't start coming over here with that. Uh, but he has explained it, so I can see his side now. What did you think of that?
2: Well, I was like, wait a minute. So we get this big siding that that we need to re- to replace Latan. I'm like, we've got what, a couple of thousand listeners, couple of thousand uh, followers on social media, and yet we're here, thousands of miles away, going like, MLS is really good. Give it a try. You'll love it. And then. He comes up, he rocks up and goes, oh, it's retirement. <laughs> Cheers, mate. He's got a few more followers than us as well. Oh, but he has explained it. So
3: hopefully now we can just talk and concentrate on the soccer, uh, that LA versus LA game. I just can't wait.
2: It is going to be exactly what everybody wants. It's going to be those two going at it. In terms of the retirement thing, I, I think it's, I think it's a coincidence. I think... MLS has always had this tag that it's to be fair teams like Atlanta have helped to to try and shake off um bringing in young hungry players determined to prove themselves maybe if they even if they are on their path to Europe you know grabbing them on the way it, is how MLS is going to have to try and make the most of it and ha- try and shake off this retirement tag um I think it's just a coincidence that he's used the word retirement because he's talking about leaving Europe um and everyone's kind of put two and two together I kind of get it, but let's just see what happens when the football does the talking because I think it's going to be a little bit breathtaking. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. All right. One thing that uh, I haven't really thought about um, that we started in season two and I really want to carry into season three is the crisis right.
3: Yes, this is one feature that has survived into season three. Uh, There is another one that hasn't, but we'll tell you about that in a moment. Uh, So, it's The Crisis Right. If you're new to the podcast, this is basically The Price is Right, but we're using The Crisis Right because... Well, season one, when Jason Christ was Orlando City manager, Mm. you weren't very... uh, How can I put it? You weren't very complimentary towards him. I don't
2: know what you're talking about. So we thought it'd be funny to call this the Jason Christ is right. So uh, today we are doing it with transfer fees. Uh, So I've got a list of players. Some joined uh, last season, but the majority of these um, are are new signings for 2020. uh, And I'm going to give you... Uh, Zach Stefan to start off okay. okay and then you'll need to tell me whether they the uh, next player I give you went for a higher fee or a lower fee right okay okay ready to play let's do it Henry Hewitt come on down hi yes. everyone hi uh, okay hi. so Zach Stefan moved to Manchester City for 9.1 million. But did Yimmy Chara, Diego's brother, join Portland for more or less? Less. Have a guess. Two. It was 6.1 million. Told you I'm rusty. (laughs) Uh, Julian Gressel, higher or lower than Chara at 6.1 million? Um, Oh, lower. It was lower. Yeah. 770k. You okay, (laughs) hon? What are they doing? Uh, Pulido to Sporting Kansas City. Oh, easy. Higher or lower than Julian Gressel. Higher. It was 10.8 million. Shikorito to (laughs) LA. Higher or lower than Polito to SKC? Oh, um... Polito was 10.8 million. Uh, I I do know this, but I forgot. I'm going to say higher. It's lower. Oh, no. no. How much? How much? 9.6. 9.6. I had 14 in my head for some reason. Uh, uh, Pavon to LA joining Chikorito. He's on loan, Yeah, but how much was his loan fee? Oh. Higher or lower than 9.69 million? Less. It was less, but still 2 million. Again, you're okay on. Huh? Brian Rodriguez to LAFC. Higher or lower than Pavon's £2 million loan move? Oh, um, higher. You're not sure, right? Yet no, uh, it's 11.7 <laughs> million. It's huge. Uh, Gustavo Gus Gust, easy for me to say. Uh, Gustavo Boo joining New England Revolution last season. Higher or lower than Rodriguez at 11.7 million? The refs aren't going to pay 11 million, so lower. It was seven. Yeah. Uh, Kamara joining DC. Higher or lower than seven million when he moved from LA? Lower. It was lower. 2.5. You've only got one wrong so far. Yes. Right. Higher or lower than 2.5 million, Darlington Nagby. Sorry. Darlington Nagby to Columbus. Lower. It was lower, just a million. Oh. One solid milli. Uh, and finally, Miller, goalkeeper moving from LA to Minnesota. Higher or lower than Nagby for one million? Uh, Minnesota really needed a goalkeeper, so I'm going to say higher. Is lower. Oh, no. 200k, an absolute steal. I did okay. I did okay. I Henry think, Hewitt, thank you
3: for playing. Yeah. Now, go on long. up. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's time. I'll do this, Elliot. This meant a lot to me. Go on. I have an announcement to make about a much-loved feature on the show. Oh, this is, to be fair, this is huge. Why Do they was a feature, popular feature... Is a feature. That I brought to the table. And it's after all my mates who now start watching MLS are just asking me, why did we do this? Why did we do that? So we thought we'd answer the questions and we did. We answered the question, why do we call it Cascadia? We answered the question, why do Atlanta have a golden spike? We answered the question, why do Montreal ring a bell when they score? We didn't quite answer the question, why do we <laughs> never kick off on time? But I don't think anyone truly knows the answer to that. But now we've run out of questions. So we are changing up the feature and it's going to be called, you can announce this, Elliot. Henry's Guide to... North America. So what we're going to be doing, because there's plenty of teams joining MLS, all different uh, places in America and Canada, and we figured that... Well, in this country, in the UK, we know all the places. We've heard of them before, but we don't know much about them. Mm. So we want to try and educate. So next week, we're going to start this, and we're going to be doing Cincinnati. So if you have a fact about Cincinnati, if you support FC Cincinnati, or you just know a quirky fact about the place, then get in touch. You can email us, hello at mls.show, or you can tweet us, Instagram us, at mlsukshow, and we'll be doing a little guide to Cincinnati next time
2: i'm excited for this
3: just to explain what we're going to do we figured that i can have my first ever guide to and it's a guide to my home city i'm excited for this manchester oh. we would do elliot's home city norwich but not much goes on there so fair. here is henry's guide to manchester Now, Elliot, did you know that Manchester was founded in the first century but wasn't given its city status until 1853? No, I didn't. It got its name from the Latin mamcunium, which translates to... Get in. Breast-shaped hill. (laughs) What? Genuinely, because Manchester is surrounded by hills. And breasts. (laughs) The city has a population of 547,000 people and is the fifth most populated city in the UK. It's famous for its music and, in particular, the band Oasis, who sang Wonderwall, Minnesota fans. It's also famous for the home of the Industrial Revolution, the first ever computer was in Manchester, and also... Manchester United and Manchester City, who have won 17 Premier League titles between them, although only one of those teams will probably win a Premier League title in the near future. It's in the northwest of England, which is also home to Liverpool, who are about to win a Premier League
2: title, Blackburn Rovers, who have already won a Premier League title, and Bolton Wanderers... Who have never and never will win a Premier League title. Sorry, but I could just feel the next line coming. Thank you, Elliot. And there is Henry's Guide to Manchester. Nice. So if you want to contribute to next week's Cincinnati guide, uh, then get in touch at MLS UK show on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe you just got a crazy fact. um, Maybe something we would never, ever... If you live there, you've got a fact that someone would never, ever know. Share it with us and we'll add it to our guide for Cincinnati. So that's for episode two. Uh, We need to round off episode one by finding out today's game with the changing name player. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't have a clue. No, not even a
3: single guess. I don't have a clue. My mind's gone blank. I don't know. There'll be there'll be people watching this and listening to this thinking like the Dutch player that plays for in in California,
2: and uh, it's so simple, but I just can't think. Okay, so I'll run you through it one more time. Uh, started their career in Holland in 2008. Moved to Fulham in 2010. Uh, they did, They made 66 appearances for Ajax, including uh, a couple of games in the Champions League. Uh, they remained in Holland until 2017. And they have 22 MLS goals to their name now. Dunno. They play for San Jose Earthquakes. It's it, to be fair. I know what it's like when you don't know. It's hard, like because you, you can't think of anyone. This is because uh, I'm normally quite good at these. Scores quite a few goals. Obviously not Wando. Uh, what's he called? Howson? Yeah. Yes. Danny hausen There we go. I got you it. In got the there end.
3: in the end. <laughs> well done if you got it as well. If you've let us know in the comments below, or uh, by tweeting us at MLSUK Show. Like I said, we know. We know if you've cheated, we know if you just fast forward to this bit and then gone back. Uh, so, uh, well done. If you got it right.
2: Yep, yeah, Uh, we'll be back, uh, in a couple of weeks with, uh, episode two of season three, we need to talk transfers. Um, there's so many to talk about. We need to look at rosters, see who's going to be a bit of a force, uh, this season, make our predictions, which of course went so well last year. Um, uh, I'm actually taking a week off work to dig into all the MLS transfers next week. So, um, I'm excited for this. Um, do me a favour, tweet me uh, at MLSUKshow uh, or leave a comment below uh, or, of course, use our, use our Instagram. Tell me who your club's best signing is so far. What's the best piece of business that your club's done so far? I can answer that question. Go on. The Atlanta puppy. What a signing. <laughs> um,
3: remember to like, subscribe and follow MLS UK Show. This is it for 2020. We're going to be more visual. So, uh, well, I mean...
2: Sorry about that. Get used to (laughs) that. Sorry. Uh, And thank you so much to our new sponsors, um, Lucid FC, for this... And this...
3: And also, they sent us a hat as well, which I will try and wear next week. If you want to have a look at some of the uh, clothes that we sell and what we do, then it's very easy. Go on their website,
2: lucidfc.us and lucidfc.co.uk. Yes, thank you to them. They're sticking around for the whole season, so we uh, really appreciate their support, uh, and we appreciate yours as well. Thank you very much for listening, Stroke Watching. See ya.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.